This episode of ACMG Presents Talk Time Live is brought to you in part by Viewfinders Identity Search and Design. Your choice for web design, graphic design, and all multimedia development needs. Visit VFISAD.com and let us bring your vision to reality. Hey folks, this is Brian O'Halloran. You may know me from such films as Clerks, Mallrats, Chasing Amy, and a whole bunch of Askew films. And you are listening to ACMG Presents Talk Time Live. It's time. Talk time. Let's go. Anime, comics, movies, and games. Come on and let's get it. Talk time. Anime, comics, movies, and games. Come on and let's get it. Talk time. Anime, comics, movies, and games. Come on and let's get it. Talk time. Anime, comics, movies, and games. Come on and let's get it. Talk time. Live. Started in the 80s with Matt Cross. Dudes in the hood might have called that soft, but I carried that cross like Jesus did. Fast forward, I teach the kids to learn how to let go, live life, and show love to all things that don't matter where y'all from. And luckily, there's a show called Talk Time. We've been waiting for this for a long time. Dax kicks the facts on all the geek news. Special guests and unbiased reviews. Suburban kids, the hipster street dudes. All can learn something new. Me too. I heard worse when no faith is empty. I stayed the course, so my haters tempt me. Beep the podcast, that'll make them envy. It ain't too trendy. It's ACMG. Anime, comics, movies, and games. Come on and let's get it. Talk time. Anime, comics, movies, and games. Come on and let's get it. Talk time. Anime, comics, movies, and games. Come on and let's get it. Talk time. Anime, comics, movies, and games. Come on and let's get it. Talk time. Welcome back to the Journal of My Life that covers all things anime, comics, movies, and games. This is ACMG Presents Talk Time Live, the Prime Show. I am your host, Xavier Josiah, on a Monday. Because silly me, silly rabbit that I am, didn't realize yesterday was Easter. And here's here's my mindset, people. I'm forever in a college mindset. And for those who actually were able to attend college, understands this because... When you're in college, holidays don't matter. <laughs> like, not all of them. Just like the major holidays, Christmas, Thanksgiving. I think Thanksgiving was a major holiday to, you know, college. Um, and then it's like summer and spring break to that matter. So within that time, like all the other holidays, all the other, you know, second tier holidays, I guess I could call them. You know, that didn't apply to people in college. So you didn't tend to forget that these things exist. Um, Easter, I believe is one of those times. So it's like, I'm my mindset in motion is constantly on a go where I forget these things. And I had to be reminded that like yesterday was Easter. So <laughs> I decided to take a break, you know, and just do it today. We definitely going to do it today because, you know, speaking of buddies, I'm going to be reviewing tiger and bunny too. the season, the second season has arrived and it's exclusive on next it, it's like now officially a netflix original it looks like netflix has acquired smartly acquired this uh series and rightfully so this tiger and bunny is just awesome the first season was awesome they also came out with movies which is now available on netflix as well two movies that are available one of them is the beginning and which is kind of like a condensed version of the first season 
And then there's another movie that they came out with shortly after that's totally has a totally different premise to it and um, story to it. So season two is officially here. All the same characters from, you know, the first season are back and there's a new, you know, direction from the events of the last one. So we're going to talk about my thoughts on that as well. And not only that, a really good friend of mine also is surprised surprised me of appearing in this season so um i'm looking forward to talking about that and much more but we also got other news going on as well like last week it was mostly focused on you know my venture through fan expo last week so i didn't really get a chance to talk about any of the other you know news that was going on or crazy things going on so i'm playing catch up here with this so we're going to talk about some of the things that are, that have occurred last week that i didn't get a chance to talk about and you know there's not that much to talk about this week because it's really i mean just everything's just whirlwinding in and uh we got some other we got some gaming things to talk about some new games coming out this week that i want people to know and i will eventually talk about down the line for select start the video game podcast that i do as well so uh let's not waste any time folks let's find out what's new in the world of acmg and now it's time to find out what's new in the world of acmg Um, I can say also that it was part of the plan to be this. In other words, it wasn't part of the plan to have this many episodes. I have no idea what they're doing in Japan, but it was part of the plan from the time I got the part to do it as long as it takes. Because when I was a kid, I was particularly vexed by the fact that they would just willy-nilly replace voices in the show without really respecting the audience or the actor or, or the talent. And so I'm, I'm, you know, I was very happy John DiMaggio got his part on, on Futurama and we were all rooting for him. Because companies always trying to pay us less money when they continue to make more. And so we're kind of perplexed by that. All right. Before I even get to the clip that I just played with Sean Schimmel, I just got to say, like, you guys got to understand, you probably are just hearing my voice. But in front of me is a lot of noise going on right now involving a lot of construction or whatever like that. Yet this microphone is not picking it up. So kudos to this microphone. And I'll give a quick replug for this like they need it anyway for me you know blue yeti x is really really a good quality mic for anybody who's looking for podcasting and this is a great investment i mean there's a lot of noise going on right now no you don't hear a darn thing on this side i already tested it out trust me uh it's just really do i so love this mic and i've seen microphones um used like like this being used by other podcasters and other streaming before so i mean this is non-stop quality right here so but i digress like I said, I just played the clip again that I played last week, the full clip last week um, of Sean Schimmel talking about the impact of uh, Goku, which is the character he plays on Dragon Ball Z and Super and everything else. Um, but there was something in there that he said that I had talked about a couple weeks ago involving the concerns of a lot of actors in the anime industry in video game industry to that extent too um but in particular this new acquisition with funimation and crunchyroll from sony and i you could I, i'm starting to believe that there is a concern uh out there well i already talked about that you know audio panel that 
Stephanie Shea and a few other uh, actors had a few weeks ago um, from Twitter. And I'm trying to find somebody who can really elaborate on the situation um, still, you know, because I think it needs to be out there. And I think the fans may be able to be a help to this in extent. And all through the weekend with the My Hero panels uh, that I've I had the chance to be uh, at and attend. And now the Sean Schimmel one, there's a kind of there's a kind of thing that's going on in what in what is being said, because I don't think the actors know what's going to happen with this new merger, what the, you know, the Sony is going to do or what Funimation and Crunchyroll is going to do now. These two entities have merged together and migrated into one another in a sense. And it's concerning. Like I've been in a situation where I, I worked at a company that decided that they wanted to downsize and merge things together. And it people as employees, you get scared. Um, you know, are, are you still going to have your job? Are you still, gonna, you know, stuff like that. And are you going to be protected? And that's where the actors come in because, you know, voice actors who do work in anime and video games and all this stuff, they are the least likely to be protected in situations like this. And it is concerning. And I think it is something that as a fan of these people, you should be concerned because your favorite voices and actors behind their voices may be in a situation that they don't want to be in. Um, I think that also like as a person yourself who works in, you know, a working person yourself, like the, there's similarities to both working environments, except for the fact of what you do entirely. But the same corporate structure still plays in. Um, Sean talked about it that you heard briefly, uh, talking about how studios replace voices without, you know, respecting the uh, fandom of fans towards it. Like I've, heard, I'll give you a great example. Before Stephanie Shea, um, there were two other voices of Sailor Moon when they were working when it, when that when that series was under a different studio. Stephanie is the third Sailor Moon to voice that character. Uh, and in fact, the first one was absolutely awesome. Now, forgive me, I forgot her name. I forgot both of the names of the original because Stephanie has just solidified that voice for the longest time now um, under, you know, Viz uh, video and all that stuff. Um, but the first one that when it when, when I was young and I heard, used to listen to and I used to watch the episodes back then, her voice was awesome. And then something happened within R and S or something like that when they started doing those series, and they took that voice away and replaced it with this other voice. And no disrespect to that actor, but it just didn't it didn't click off. It it's her voice sounded much older, and it sounded like it was. It, it was older, eloquent. It didn't match the 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 character of Sabrina, or Serena, is what she was called. She before she was called Usagi in America, she was called Serena. Um, and then now they you know went to the original of Usagi for that matter. But they immediately switched her voice. They also switched um the original Goku's voice, and Sean Schimmel winded up uh taking over. But now he solidified it the same way Stephanie Shea solidified it. And they came in 
during a time where you know fans started wanting to know more about who's the voices behind him and become fans of these voices which is a which actually helped the actors greatly because if the fans didn't care about the voices they would have just replaced them again but now they're starting thanks to you know our our fandom for these for the shows and the people behind them people want to enjoy the people behind it the hard work that they put in and that's why when you go to a comic book convention or anime convention or, or a convention in general and you have these guys come in there's a huge line for these guys they have developed a fan base of their self for their talents and which like molly flanagan again i mean she is the voice of naruto and like replacing that voice would have been maddening <laughs> you know it's just like you you just really as long as the person is still able to do it they should be able to do it you know um i can name a load of characters uh, a load of actors especially the ones that have been on this show that have played some iconic roles that is like why would you ever replace them well back in the 80s and the 70s or whatnot especially the 80s and somewhat the 90s too we didn't have knowledge of every actor who played a certain role like it took us forever to realize that mel blank was the voice of bugs bunny and daffy duck and porky pig and all this stuff and was astounded when we found out there was only one guy doing all those voices the same as much now when we find out that seth mcfarlane is the voice behind virtually almost every character in almost every character in family guy in there so it's it, it's just amazing that like for the longest time we never knew these voices but we never cared because we didn't give the same type of value to voice actors that we do with actual live action actors which is crazy it is crazy and to this day it's still a problem where you can have if your name is not troy baker or nolan north at this point or actors that also played in live action or have some type of a key theme of what they play. Um, I'll give a great example. Steve Bloom as Spike Spiegel, you know, or Wolverine for that matter, or, you know, Fred Tattashore, you know, playing his character. You would like, you would never know who these people are. And, you know, that would be crucial to them because they would just be thrown away in a case. But now we know who these people are and for goodness sake like thank goodness because they would have been expendable and like it's crazy when you have when you got somebody like those like yuri lowenthal and you got all these other people playing in this video game or this anime but then you got like keith or sutherland playing in there as well and he gets a bigger and better deal than those guys do or you know or um like, what is the other one I, I can name a bunch of different what they what people would consider a-list actors to come on and board like there were so many different things that'll happen with that situation it's not funny i remember if you go back and go to um on talktimelive.com the audio version not the uh video version but if you go into the audio version i you know one of my um one of my interviews with molly flanagan uh she talks about how you know some you know what people consider a-list actors or live action actors would come on to do voice roles and they don't have the same quality because it's a different technique to do 
you know, those type of roles. And Molly does both. She does live action, you know, roles and she does um, voice roles as well. So she has the ability to do both. She also does plays as well at the time, like especially during before COVID. Um, she used to do a lot of playwrights and all this stuff. And it's a different situation, but the treatment is also different as well. So it's the, the thing that I'm saying is like, I think as this Funimation and Crunchyroll situation is now migrating over and things are changing, it's now more important than ever to support your favorite actors who do the voice roles for uh, these these shows that we like. Because if when corporate takes over something, and a lot of times it's a corporate when when corporate takes over something, it's usually something that they don't really understand. They just see numbers, they see data, and see what's going to work for them and work for their dollar or whatnot. Um, just like Sean said, they'll try to, you know, for to be more cost effective by not hiring the person of value and try to devalue them. And this is one of those situations why I don't work in corporate anymore, at least not for the time being, um, because the, the, the environment is too crazy and it's too toxic for situations like that. Um, but these guys you know they're trying to they're trying to solidify themselves they're trying to um they're trying to show their value to sony they're trying to show their value to uh, funimation or Crunchyroll, or whichever this is going to be you know but this is the time that i think we need to support these characters and i mean these actors even more now because a lot of these actors I mean, you go to the conventions all the time, you go to these panels and you'll hear all the time that these guys are responsible for your childhood and they're responsible for helping you get through certain situations in life um, and, and trying to, I will kid you not, um, the show on Schimmel, if I play, one of these days I'll just post the entire audio on here, but there's a there was a part in the Sean Schimmel panel where somebody asked him about you know goku as a father and then it started transitioning into the uh to the fan actually getting emotional because that situation in that in that in that series kind of related to situations in his own life and it brought almost pretty much brought him into tears to some extent um you know stuff like that when i hear like we talk about it all the time. Um, again, go back to the Molly Flanagan interviews that I've did. And one, I'm pretty sure I remember one of the questions I've asked is like, you know, what were some of the most memorable, you know, fan moments that you've ever had? And, you know, she was talking about how, you know, some people would tell her that uh, Naruto's journey would help them through. And I'm one of those people, by the way, I'm one of those people that actually told her um, when we first started interviewing, this is like before we really started getting cool with each other that these are some of the things that help people get through and they deserve that type of performance that type of effort and, and, and quality deserves to be protected and these companies need to acknowledge that and they need to pay them and secure them you know with benefits that they need to keep going and you'd be surprised and you think that these guys and I, again i'll go to talktimelive.com look at stephanie look at my interview check out my first interview with stephanie shea she will tell you one of the biggest misconceptions 
that they have is like they're getting paid a lot of money for what they do. They get paid. They get paid more than what you expect from a normal job. Yes, but not nearly as much as what they pay, considering how much money that Sony or Funimation or Crunchyroll has made. Remember, Sony just spent billions to acquire the investment in anime. I will tell you now, none of those actors are getting paid nearly that much as you think for the amount of money that they're making from us, from the monthly subscriptions, from the, you know, the toy line, the clothing lines and all the stuff. They're not making nearly as much as what you think, but they're making a, a livable amount and a more than a livable amount to say, but not nearly as much as you would think like an Angela Bassett or a Viola Davis, or, you know, I'm just naming people off, you know, people, there's a lot of misconceptions in, 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 in the, uh, Holly in Hollywood period that we as fans don't understand, but assume because we get projected, we're projected with a lot of images of the glamorous life. And you'd be surprised. A lot of what you see is not exactly what is going on, especially rather in the music world. Um, definitely not in the hip hop world, man. Cause there's like, if you go watch some documentaries and all this stuff of certain, you know, people, you know, getting up in the biz, it's a hard biz and you gotta have this certain status quo or whatever like that. Some people are at that level, but some people gotta, you know, work it up to get to that level. And it's, it's just crazy. Um, but I digress, like, please, I say this and I've mentioned all this to say, like, really support your favorite actors, not just, I'm not saying voice actors because they're also actors. Like a lot of these guys don't just do voice roles. Um, and even if they do, it's just like, you can't just generalize them to that. They are capable of doing live action roles or animated roles or video game roles or whatever, voice roles, or whatever like that. They're actors. And I respect them as such. Um, so please just support your actors, especially those in the, who work consistently in the anime industry. Some of these guys are non-union and when they're non-union, they get screwed even more. So let's support them through this whole thing. And my goodness, if Sony in Funimation or Crunchyroll, whatever they're going to call themselves at the end of this begins to start to make bad moves, voice your opinions about this because remember what happened with my, um, Neon Genesis Evangelion when Netflix changed the voices up and completely pissed everybody off, myself included. I still have a hard time watching the, re, the new version that they acquired. And then thank goodness to Amazon, they smartly acquired the original cast of Neon Genesis Evangelion for the movies that they came out with. And it was a great thing. That's what happens when you voice your opinion, people. Your voice really does matter as much as you want to or not. Remember, you're talking about somebody who actually convinced uh, Dotemu to actually change the art of the only black character that they have in their video game because it was inappropriately designed. So it can happen. You can voice your opinion. It was your voices that made Sonic the Hedgehog look like Sonic the Hedgehog in the damn movie. And if not for that, we wouldn't have had one, of the, if not the greatest video game movie of all time to date. Just visually. Okay. So just think about that and uh, just 
continue to support even the anime uppity people too even the anime uppity and for those who don't know or are new to listening to the show thank you first of all but if anime uppity is a term i came up with for people who pretentiously you know support the japanese dub if you will or the voice actors of the japanese thinking because they it's more cultured and pure yet those same people don't know a lick of fluent japanese whatsoever and only rely on the subtitles i'm sure there are people that are in that are listening right now that are these these type of people even you should understand from your own perspective if you work at a job or whatever like that you want somebody to support the quality of work that you put in please support it because these guys have come a long way from you know really doing like these these actors aren't the actors from the 90s they care about they are actually fans of anime and they care about the the ideology and the in in the uh culture aspect of it so please folks keep supporting these actors you know and uh you know especially if they're absolutely cool in person too like there's some really cool ones in person um that i've had a chance to talk to and, and meet up with it's just awesome so all right that's my rant for that situation right there let's talk about some other things that's going on like today is the debut the hbo max debut of the batman which is officially on their app right now and if you haven't got a chance to watch this movie if you listen to my recent review of this it is by far one of the baddest batman movies out there like this is leveling up to the christopher nolan deals already i can tell you this it is better than batman uh begins um what they did with this is just really awesome and you know now with the deal for hbo max subscribers that every wb movie that comes out in theaters will end up on the app within 45 days prior to the release of the film oh this is fantastic this is one of those awesome things that we get to enjoy from HBO Max. And now, if you are a subscriber to that app and streaming network, you now have a chance to check it out. So if you didn't get a chance to check it out now, uh, go out of your way to check it out on there. And I'm telling you this, you're gonna it's gonna blow you away. It's absolutely gonna blow you away, especially of all people, Col- like Colin Farrell, who plays the Penguin. And the makeup job that they did for him is just outstanding. Now, recently they actually said, um, he he said in an interview that he really got into the character and the makeup job that they put on him. Um, so much so that he walked around to make sure that people didn't recognize who he was or whatever like that. And just went as the penguin character and went to like stores and restaurants and everything like that as with the makeup on to make sure that people didn't like thought that that dude was really as him. So, I mean, kudos to Colin Farrell because a lot of people sleep, sleep on his, on his dude. And there are times when he is not known for being such a upscale actor. I don't know why. And I don't know if it was because of his portrayal of uh, bullseye on the Ben Affleck daredevil movie or whatever like that. But, here it's here nor there i think he outdid himself playing the penguin role and it reminded me of um al pacino when he played uh big boy on um dick tracy 
because it was if if you watch Dick Tracy, that was one of my all time favorite movies back then. Um, Big Boy Capri, I believe was his name, was Al Pacino's name, and they totally did the same thing with him and other actors on that movie that they did with the Batman and gave him a complete makeup job. He's totally not to say like you would never recognize it or realize that that was um, a lot of people to this day did not realize that that was Colin Farrell playing the penguin in there. So just to see his scenes alone and Zoe, um, Zoe Kravitz playing Selena uh, Kyle as well. And, and Robert Pattinson as possibly one of the best Bruce Wayne's out there right now. Like this movie made me a Robert Pattinson fan. You know, you got to understand, I never had a desire to watch any movies that involved this guy, especially the Twilight movies, because that was just like a tweener fi uh, flick. Um, and, and it just involved a, a premise that I just I like I, I watched True Blood and that was enough for me. I didn't need to go into the whole vampire thing at the time, you know, before the zombie craze came in. Um, but whatever he did before that, I was like, I don't care. I see him now as the newest Bruce Wayne in Batman, and he has earned that title among the other Bruces. So, in fact, he's my, he might be up there in terms of like Bruce Wayne or Batman. He may possibly be the second or third best Batman Bruce Wayne combo out there next to Michael Keaton. And, um, and, um, what's the one? Uh, forgot his name from, uh, see, that, that tells you a lot. Christian Bell, you know. Uh, so I go out of your way to check this out. If you own HBO Max, put time into this as well. I should also add that Young Justice, nobody's talking about this. This is crazy. Young Justice has new episodes airing now as well. So if you watch, if you've been watching that or didn't realize that that's on it, that's their new episodes are airing right now. And it's, this is still one of the, if not the best DC animated series that they've produced thus far. And I saying a lot because they've done a lot over there. And I'm saying that because I've been a big fan of justice league unlimited forever. And to their credit, based on the subject matter and stuff like that, they, that superseded it. So HBO Mac, HBO max is, you know, proving their value and worth to me, in my opinion, I'm looking forward to mortal Kombat too, by the way. So I, that's just so much goodness with this series. I still don't think it's better than, than Disney plus, but they do produce some really good content on there and worthy of, you know, keeping indeed. So, um, let's talk about something else. I didn't get a chance to talk about last week because of fan expo and all this stuff. Speaking of Disney plus, as we segue over to that, I mean, of course I, I praise Disney plus for a lot of what they've done, but Disney Plus is not perfect. Disney is not perfect themselves. They do fumble and do stupid stuff every once in a while. And this one is not only stupid, but it's perplexing. Um, apparently, the showrunner for uh, Luke Cage um, is very upset and rightfully so because of a recent situation that he discovered on the um, on the show and the third what the second season. Uh, which uh, I believe his name is C.O. Hadari Coker, who is the showrunner for uh, Luke Cage. And he was immediately upset because of something that they did in tribute to the late Reggie, uh, Reg E. Kathy, who, if you guys uh, remember on the series, he was playing Luke Cage Pop. He's also played um, 
the father to Johnny Storm and Sue Storm on the latest, uh, what was that? The latest, um, the last Fantastic Four movie that we saw, which unfortunately was not the best one at all. Uh, and his portrayal on air was very memorable for a lot of reasons. But he also has been, uh, he's been on um, Amy Schumer's old uh, comedy show as well at times of that. This dude is, he was a great actor and he unfortunately left us way too soon. Um, but his last scene, his last role, I believe, was on Luke Cage. Uh, if I'm correct, it may not have been, actually, I might be wrong on that. But one of, uh, let's just say one of his last roles that he's done was uh, Luke Cage. And there was a tribute to him in one of the episodes because when those when those episodes came out is that's when he passed away so they managed to slip in a really cool tribute to him well for some reason disney plus removed the tribute for reggie kathy on air and everybody's like wondering what what the hell and why and when when uh he's when coker saw it he rightfully so he was pissed like why would you do that there's no rhyme or reason for anybody doing that it, it just it, it makes no sense at all as to why you do it and it just it, it's crazy um you know he's he's spoken out about it at uh afterwards and such and i'm trying to see if i could get any quotes um let me see Rewatching Luke Cage while, and this is from his Twitter page. Um, let me see. Now, this is not, is this from that or is this is from the Break Silence about uh, Netflix departure? No, this is not for the departure. This is not for that. I'm trying to find and see if there's anything um, regarding the uh, departure of that. Yeah, Luke Cage upset is have a quote oh, okay here it is okay i mean why do this reggie kathy was a part of the heart and soul of season two we didn't feel obligated to uh to dedicate the season to him because he died we felt obligated because we loved him and galvanized uh and his and and he was uh and he was a galvanizing force so yeah, I, I I I feel for him. I feel for the family of uh, Kathy. It's just really no reason. Hopefully, the outcry will allow them to bring it back. And you know, it 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 just really didn't make any sense. It's just one of those things. Like you got, I'm pretty sure. Like they said that they weren't gonna edit anything from that like it was going to be uncensored like every scene even like these sex scenes with um with luke cage and, and and uh jessica jones or any of those scenes that are in there they said they were not going to cut any of that and of all things to cut is that you know that to me is just crazy so hopefully they'll put it back up hopefully i mean it's it's an easy re-upload on their part but I just find it weird that they did that. So, you know, thought I wanted to talk about that for a sec. Um, also, Ursa Miller, you know, going to the DC side of things, I'm really sad about this because I actually, you know, it took me a while because I was like one of those people 
like most folks when they announced that they were doing a Justice League movie, but they weren't going to use Grant Gustafson to play the role that he kind of solidified in on on the CW in the Greg Berlanti Arrowverse. And why not connect these guys together? But I kind of see it more now and understand what they did with this with the role and the idea that, you know, this is the their multiverse happening. So I get that. And there, there's other Earths and the fact that they actually connected the two, you know, the two together, solidifying that they that each other exists within the multiverse by having Grant Gustafson, you know, do a a secret scene with Ursa Miller on Crisis on Infinite Earth. So I get it and now I respect it. And then even so, I like Ursa Miller's portrayal of the Flash, of that Earth's version of the Flash. I just am so sad to hear him before he, I mean, Ursa Miller is not like a household name. He is still to many people an up and coming, you know, name in the industry. He hasn't done anything outside of the Justice League to really solidify himself to be doing what he's doing and it, nobody really should be doing what he's doing but seriously man Ursa Miller's future projects as a result of his continuous continuous uh, actions and incidents uh, that's leading him to get arrested are now pending future projects with WB and DC are pending following his arrest um, he has been seen in a number of incidents that led him to getting arrested along with restraining orders of you know that people are putting on him you know and this is it's it's really sad like it kind of really makes grant gustison you know even more now wanted by people like oh I, it's it's so hard to really talk about this because i mean i hope that he gets the help that he needs and it's not like it, it's not damning him like everybody can come back i mean if we if we understand anything from the life and legacy and, and career of um robert downey jr you know you can have a second chance in hollywood you know you can have a second chance period if you get your act together i hope that is the case with him because he has potential i don't know why he's what's going on in his world that is leading him to doing what he's doing we may not ever know and hopefully someday if he recovers from everything if he learns from everything that we will find out that we will get an idea of what's going on and uh hopefully it does but i just find it so sad right now like his career hasn't even got on the ground he we haven't even gotten to the first movie yet of the flash like this must anticipated movie like i i don't we don't know what's going to happen with that movie now it's like dc and warner brothers cannot catch a break when it comes to video um you know comic book movies it it at this point it is during they are not in my in my view in my perspective in my opinion they are not in competition with marvel they are in competition with themselves because it's if it's not them wanting to combine the greg berlanti vision with their own if it's not um you know if, it, if it's not like projects keep messing up or them trying to do the same thing that marvel does but ha are failing to do so it is just stuff like this that is happening and it's it's just continuing i don't and i get like all of them are trying to create something great for dc fans 
I, I just really sad that it's not happening the way that they want it to happen. And at least I can say this, thank goodness for Greg Berlanti. Because if not for Greg Berlanti, like honestly, his entire vision, what he did with the with the Crisis on Infinite Earth and Crisis on Earth X and all those other crossovers, he did everything since day one with Arrow. He's done everything that should have been done in DC films. And which was nothing more than what Marvel Studios had done. It's like you, he took that formula, he ran with it and made it his own within the world of DC. And the Arrowverse has been extremely successful compared to DC films. Yeah, they got one or two movies that are great. You got Wonder Woman, you got the, recently the new Suicide Squad movie, basically because they took a director from the Marvel Universe and brought him over there to show him how it's done. Um, you had some Aquaman was pretty good. You had some really good. Now, the the um, the Snyder cut people love better than the Josh Whedon version, uh, per se. But like you got hit or misses within it to compare to Marvel Studios consistent batting um, rate. OK, they hit too many homes to be compared to them <laughs> like DC Films is Little League compared to Marvel Studios. They're literally compared to the Arrowverse, in my opinion. I would have loved to see Greg Berlanti's vision with a much, and trust me, their budget was big enough. They had a Hollywood like budget to do this stuff that they're doing. Hell, the new Superman and Lois uh, TV series is ridiculously good. And I feel like that they're putting even more of a budget to those films that they are doing with this, okay? And, and even more than what they're doing with the flash but if you put that budget and then give him more of that budget to do what he's done in in the theaters oh my goodness what are they waiting for what are they sleeping on they could have invested all of their money on greg berlanti's um, productions i would have not i would have been so much happier if they would have done it that way but we have what they have right now and it's just it's just these things keep happening man uh, thank goodness we at least had Peacemaker as well, which was another successful deal as well with this whole thing. So, man, I tell you this, I, I wish him well. I wish Ursa Miller well, because, you know, mental health is a really important thing and I can't stress this enough. And hopefully he gets the help that he needs to recover and get through whatever he's getting through right now. My hearts and prayers is to him. And that's what I'll leave with that situation. Um, Let's also talk about real quick, moving on to that. We also have something else that's new coming new to HBO Max, a new series, The Wonder Twins, for those who don't know who the hell they are. Um, if you are a fan of the 80s Saturday morning cartoons and especially watched all the Super Friends, the DC comic uh, Super Friends animated series from back then, you know who the Wonder Twins is. And uh, Zane and uh, Jaina, will now be in live action form. And the people who will be portraying them is none other than Riverdale actor KJ Appa Archie himself and 1883 actor Isabel May, uh, who will be playing the roles of Zane and uh, Jania of the Wonder Twins. Now, if you don't know who the Wonder Twins is, they were characters created uh, strictly and exclusively to the actual animated series, much like um, 
Firestar was on Spider-Man and His Amazing Friends because that was a character that was never really in the comics up until the animated series. And then they brought her into the comics. They did the same thing to the Wonder Twins. Um, Harley Quinn is also a character that was made originally for Batman, the animated series. And then she became so popular that she winded up being on, you know, everything from the comics to the video games, everything because of her character and popularity. Now she's even portrayed by Margot Robbie and has her own movie and, and then also series by, um, Kelly Cuoco, you know, so it is, uh, an amazing thing. And, you know, these two were kind of one of the original, you know, non-related non-canon characters to be on a series based on a comic book. And what the deal is that they're alien twins who can transform into different objects. One can transform into, you know, different objects. The other one can transform into animals of their choice. Like, you know, before um, Beast, I think before Beast Boy, I'm not sure, don't quote me, but that was the, the case. Like before we even knew who a Beast Boy was, I think people knew who the Wonder Twins were. And now these guys are getting their own live action comedy series that will be on uh, uh, HBO Max. They haven't, I haven't found out who was gonna be director, whether this is gonna be another Berlanti thing, because you know, Greg Berlanti is also working on, I believe he's on the, uh, I don't think, don't quote me. I know Titans is his Titans is his. I don't know if doom patrol is his, but doom patrol was a spinoff from Titans. So I don't know to that case. And then you got, you know, um, James, uh, James, um, guns, uh, peacemaker series that are on air as well. So I don't know who's what production company is going to be behind the Wonder Twins, but I'm looking forward to it. I just want to know, is Gleek going to be in there? And Gleek was a alien a space monkey that they actually had on air too. Didn't really do anything special to my knowledge, if I remember correctly, but he was just a really fun cartoon character to have. So I'm pretty sure they'll deal if he's going to be on air and I don't see why not. He, I mean, they got King Shark in all these damn shows. Um, I don't see why he wouldn't be on air per se, but I mean, let's see. I'm looking forward to this. I think it's going to be awesome. Uh, I, I'm a big, I'm a fan. I'm actually a big fan of uh, KJ Apa because of his portrayal of Archie in Riverdale. And again, I have to catch up with Riverdale so much. The last time I watched it was a couple weeks ago and found out that all of them have powers all of a sudden. Like Archie has super strength. Um, one of them have, has telepathic abilities and just they just going on to the deep end <laughs> with the series man it is just it is crazy but uh yeah i'm looking forward to this so i'm uh, stay tuned for more information as this as, as things develops uh there um real quick want to give my thoughts on moon knight real quick so far um we're in the third episode and i am loving every minute of it i love this series to no end and I like the direction that it is going right now. Um, let's talk about this recent episode because it is, I mean, I'm still learning a lot about Moon Knight in a sense. Um, and things that I didn't really know about. And I know some things have changed from the actual series per se. Um, but so far I'm liking it and I've actually invested into the act I've, I've invested more into the comics now. So I'm starting to read comics. I had the ACMG Facebook group recommend me to some comics that I, um, 
may want to venture into. And now I'm starting to see it. He's giving me spawn vibes, but I know he was around way before spawn, but I'm liking him because of this situation. And in the third episode, we're now seeing Mark and Layla team up. Layla's his Mark Spector's wife. And now they're starting to team up. They travel to um, Egypt to you uh, to appear in the um, what is it? the Pyramid of Giza, if you will, which is something I read in, in art history ages ago. It's so dope that they did it. And they're meeting these actual beings within the realm that the spiritual beings that can determine the fate of author Harrell and all of his antics but it didn't turn out the way that they wanted to and as a result you know um Herschel who's the god that is um pretty much Herschel basically who is Mark Spector's you know guess godlike being that's giving him the power of Moon Knight has been sent away in this case and it, this is getting deep. Things are starting to develop more. They only got like six episodes left in this thing. But so far, I am really liking what's happening here. Um, the, the performances of Oscar Isaac is, I think, is the best I've seen since, you know, I first saw him, uh, which was uh, what Star Wars in there. And then I, uh, you know, his portrayal. I've actually like I don't think there really wasn't a movie that I didn't like him in. I think except Sucker Punch, but I, it's not him. I just didn't like Sucker Punch, period. I think he was in Sucker Punch as well, if I'm correct. But I've um, watched him on, on Star Wars episode um, eight and the other ones from there. I, you know, I didn't mind him playing Apocalypse on uh, the X-Men movie. Not to say that that movie was any good, but um, I just just wasn't a fan of it. Yeah, and I do believe he was a Sucker Punch, but it's not to say that his portrayal in the movie was bad. I just didn't like the damn movie, period. I really hated Sucker Punch. It was misleading to me. So, but so far, so good. Ethan Hawke has been um, quite a really interesting uh, antagonist and in, in bad guy in this in series as well. The special effects are awesome. Um, the pacing of it, I really do like. Like, they don't really show Moon Knight until it's absolutely needed, but you got Mark. Um, you got Mark Spector. You also got Steven as well in here. Uh, Steven Grant. And, and I really like how in the third episode, they're really starting to work together to some extent. But I did get pissed off at how Steven was stopping him from killing the people that were trying to kill him <laughs> in the sense. And that kept messing things up. So I think this is the episode where you're starting to see them gel a little bit because Steven comes out when needed. It, it you know for research purposes and then you know mark has taken over for the harder more grittier stuff that is needed so i think by next episode whatever you'll start to see that as well and i'm interested in kayla in a sense that our layla at i'll say kayla i'm interested in layla in the sense that um there's a reason why she he doesn't want her anywhere near the situation and he's more or less protecting her and he's not telling her that she was meant to be the moon knight in the first place and he's taken over to make sure that she does not become the moon knight in this in this situation so i am most likely looking forward to seeing if she will eventually take over that role or whatnot and see what happens from there 
because things are starting to develop in uh, big time with that. But so far, so good with that show. I really enjoy that show a lot. Uh, I look forward to it. I just hate the fact that there's only six episodes. And where are we going to see next of him? Is this going to be a season finale or a, or a series finale? That's gonna that's gonna be the question right there. We, you know, when the, when will the next time we see Moon Knight? Because this can't be the end. This cannot be the end for him. Uh, you know, it's funny. I, I mentioned um, this too. There was an article on comicbook.com, which I felt like it was a bit clickbaitish because I don't understand why people thought the Hawkeye series was going to be a continuation thing. And not all of these series was meant to be continued. Only a few of this, like what if and Loki are the only two series of, as far as I know, that are getting an actual uh, second season. Uh, you know, the, uh, what is it? Um, Falcon and the Winter Soldier, I don't believe is getting one. I know um, Captain America 4 is coming. So they're doing a whole full movie with him, with um, Anthony Mackie, which is dope. I don't think any of the other series like WandaVision's not coming back. Um a lot some of those other series aren't coming back. And I didn't think Hawkeye, because Hawkeye, honestly, Hawkeye is too big of a character to do this more than once. And I thought it was just a way to get Kate Bishop in and more to advertise with Kate Bishop. If anybody that should get a series, it's Kate Bishop. And like they gotta do something more with her in this case. And I think she'll be great for Disney Plus, you know, and and even and still put it in the movies. And still solidify her that way so i'm hoping that the young avengers is coming i'm hoping that they do something new with this whole thing which i think this looks like they're leading to because they also got miss marvel that's coming soon too and that looks good that's coming later this year i believe but i never thought i doubt in my mind that they were going to do a hawkeye too i thought this was just a nice little christmas special in a way to introduce Kate Bishop into the Marvel Cinematic Universe. But Hawkeye is way too big of a character, despite what people think about Hawkeye as the person with no powers or whatever, he's still top tier Avenger, you know? So I didn't expect, it's not alone to pay him, pay that guy more money to do that series. Nah, I think this is it for that. So I didn't, I, I didn't understand why the article was trying to explain that people were pissed off because, you know, um, they were nominated for best limited series, meaning that this is not coming back for it was. I always thought it was a limited series. It just it, I just thought that was a waste of an article, but that's here. No. So last bit of things I want to talk about gaming, you know, news games to look out for this week that I want to point out that I will most likely be um, talking about or reviewing in the coming weeks as well. Um, this week, the 21st, if you own a Nintendo Switch and never played Star Wars The Force Unleashed. Now you will have a chance because they bringing that game back. I believe it may be refurbished. I made this. I do believe this may be the GameCube version or just the um, the GameCube version or the PlayStation Portable version of. I don't know, but they're bringing it back to the Nintendo Switch. I highly recommend playing it. This game was so awesome. Like I love this game. I love this game to no end. And I remember somebody saying that they did not add this on to the universe. Like I, apparently everything that comes out in terms of novels, graphic novels, comic book, um, animated series, they're all connected. Everything in, involving Star Wars is connected except 
the Force Unleashed. And this was before they announced that they're bringing this back. So with the idea that they're bringing this back, I wonder if this means that they are letting this be a part of the universe storyline. Because Starkiller to me is one of the best characters they've ever created in any of the Star Wars universe outside of the, the normal few. The story of Starkiller being uh, Darth Vader's secret apprentice in order to overthrow the Emperor was just absolutely tremendous. And I'm so glad that they're bringing this back. I'm hoping that this means that this is now, I hate to say this word, but I hope this means that this they're now canon with this whole thing. So that's coming out this uh, the 21st. Along with that, if you are a longtime Nintendo handheld fan like I have, if you owned a 3DS and have been playing games hardcore on a 3DS and, 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 um, and other games, then you know the name of Shinron Kagura, which is this etchy, all-female ninja anime series. Um, it also has spawned an anime series as well on uh, Crunchyroll Funimation. Now, I say etchy, and that's a term, that's an anime term for provocative. And I say provocative, I mean provocative because every one of the female characters in here, except for like one or two, are very well endowed. And it's really a cheeky type of uh, anime, but it does provide with now. Granted, it is a very, you know, not for kids type of game. It does provide some depth of action within here. The character design is very beautiful. Um, the control scheme is simple, but fun. And there are some very etchy elements into this game. But for the most part, from an action game standpoint, it's a lot of fun. Uh, but it's been synonymous with, of all things, Nintendo, because Nintendo is usually like the family type of, you know, known for being like family oriented. And this was like the first game that I played on Nintendo and I was like, Really? This is something I feel like that would be more suited for PlayStation because that or Xbox. They were more like a dealt oriented type of, you know, platforms. I never suspected a game like this to be on the Nintendo. And in fact, it was now. And I'm like, now we got the Nintendo Switch. It's hard to believe that a Shinran Kagura game is not on the Nintendo Switch. Now it is um, in this format because there are there is another Shinran Kagura game. Kaguda, I should say, that's really how to pronounce it. It's another game. They have another game, but it's not like the traditional game but that they do. This one is, and it's uh, a crossover with Nept uh, Neptunia, which is another game series that is out as well. So it's Neptunia Cross Sinrakagura Ninja Wars, which is already out on the PlayStation uh, 4 and 5. and But it, it came out last year, and now they brought it out this year and for a little bit cheaper. So if you pre-order it, I think you get like 20% off that normal price of that so uh I, that will be coming out in the same time that the force release came out also this indie game called uh genryu 2 is out is, is coming out as well and it looks awesome it, if you know if you're like the ninja gaiden type of person i think you may want to check this game out as well uh in here so get ready for that i'm absolutely right now playing tales of arise i finally got my hands on that and decided to want to play that it was on sale like what better time to play it now? I'm glad I did because I'm really enjoying it. Um, I've played other Tales games before, but never got a chance to play this. So I'll be um, talking about that down the line too, in terms of how much I enjoyed it as opposed to how 
different it is from other Tales games as well. And if you're an import gamer like I am and have gotten to play Super Robot Wars 30, rather on your Nintendo Switch via import or on PC, you're getting a free update this Wednesday. A free update DLC uh, pack is coming. Uh, with some new mech an uh, anime and new episodes coming. This is a never ending game. I can I say that I've still not beaten this game yet because these stages take are, are you, they're like D and D long. <laughs> like I'm I, every time I get into it, I thoroughly like I started playing it again because um, Netflix recently came out with uh, Ultraman shit Ultraman and the second season, which is out, which I'll be reviewing next week, by the way. Um, so I got excited because the Ultraman characters from that anime is on Super Robot Wars 30. So I got back and started playing Super Robot Wars again and got immediately re-immersed into the game again. And it's awesome. It's a beautifully awesome uh, real-time strategy or tactical uh, base, you know, um, game. And man, it's, it's lovely. But there's a lot of games that are going to be coming out this uh, week alone that are going to be awesome in it as well. So folks, that will do it for what's new in the world of ACMG. We're going to take a break, come back, and I am going to talk about Tiger and Bunny 2. How is this follow-up to the now Netflix original series? We'll find out right after this. Ladies and gentlemen, this is Dax Xavier Josiah, the host of ACMG Presents Talk Time Live, the podcast. You want to catch up with all of our podcast shows and hear from some of the hottest names in all of anime, comics, movies, and games, such as... This is Miley Flanagan, the voice of Naruto. This is Stephanie Shea, the voice of Sailor Moon. This is Ruben Langdon, voice of Ken Masters and Dante from Devil May Cry. Hey there, this is Kyle Abair, the voice of Ryu from Street Fighter V. This is Chris Battle, character designer of Teen Titans Go. Here's your chance to check out all of that and more on Talk Time Live. Live.com. TalkTomLive.com provides all of our ACMG content with new and previous episodes, exclusive interviews, articles, and much more. Visit TalkTomLive.com and let us help you learn to let go, live life, and love all things ACMG. Talk Time Live. And now, our Talk Time Live news update. Harogan! Folks, we have a breaking news segment right now as Marvel Studios just dropped a bombshell of a trailer for Thor Love and Thunder. We, I'm going to be all everywhere with this because there's a lot going on right now. I'm actually watching it as we speak, but we're seeing Thor burying uh, Stormbreaker and he's looks like he's going into coming into peace of just not being an Avenger anymore, not being the King of Asgard anymore. And he's back. And by the way, speaking of being back, we got old Thor back. Like he's, they're doing training montages of him getting back into Thor, normal Thor shape him being more focused. He's now dressed up like the Guardians of the Galaxy as well. And a lot of new things is going on now. He's traveling to new territory. There's this, it looks like Olympus is where they're in right now. He's now a part, I don't know if this is going to Norse God or whatever like that, but he's in a place that looks remotely like Olympus and is a guy who looks remotely like Zeus that is in here as well. Um, and then they also show scenes from new Asgard with Valkyrie as King. And she doesn't look very happy to be King and taking over at everything. She looks like she wants to be in action. Uh, we got Peter Quill who's trying to, you know, tell Thor, like, all you need is the love of your friends. And he's, you know, moving over to look at the guardians, but he's putting himself in front of, there's a lot of comedy that is going to be happening here. 
And uh, I'm looking forward to it. This is awesome. But at the end of the trailer, they show a person holding the Mjolnir, the broken Mjolnir uh, in her hands. And yes, her hands, because it is none other than Jane Foster as Thor. There has been rumors about that. It's happening. I am excited. This is awesome. And uh, this thing released about an hour ago from this recording. So it is out there now. Go out of your way. Check it out. 244,000 people on Facebook have already seen this trailer. It's already been passed around like a joint. And I am excited about this. Oh, July 2022nd, people. Those tickets are going to be sold out so quickly. Guaranteed. Just like Doctor Strange uh, has been already. Get your tickets. Get ready. It's coming. Ah, uh, and now back to your regular scheduled programming. This is Miley Flanagan, the voice of Naruto, and you are listening to ACMG Presents Talk Time Live. Believe it! Do it. And now it's time for our top topic of the week. Ready? Wait! Ladies and gentlemen, we are back with our talk topic of the week, and it is my review of Tiger and Bunny 2, which is available now on Netflix. It is officially a Netflix exclusive, and they're calling it a Netflix original. I didn't realize Netflix acquired this, but I'm really glad that they did because it was a smart idea for them to do. The show was really popular, and the fact that we got a second season even tells us even more how popular this is. I mean, they came out with two movies prior to this as well. So, I mean, it has a definite fan base in it uh, too. The weird part about it right now is that it definitely sounds like the original cast of the first uh, of the first season. Like Yuri Longthal is, it sounds like Yuri Longthal is Barnaby, uh, Barnaby Brooks. And uh, it sounds like the original cast uh, that's all, are all in there. Um, for some reason, they're not releasing the cast members as of yet on IMDb. So I don't really know the totality of everybody in there. I know um, Wally Wingert should be that voice as well. It just all sounds the same. I know John Eric Bentley sounds like he's back as Fire Emblem and Carrie uh, Walgren is uh, Blue Rose and all of the characters. The extra now, I don't know if Vic Vignana is back in here because I know he did a lot of, of additional voices, but I pretty much I'm almost sure that I doubt it if they do if they are doing it they're doing it secretly <laughs> like I keep thinking I hear his voice in in recent films that he's not crediting himself to on his page because otherwise I don't know to what end is he actually getting work right now due to these situations and the accusations that he did own up to and apologize to I don't know to what end would happen there but it's here nor there I just know that I haven't seen Vic do anything since, but he's credited for doing voices, voice roles for the original series, for the first series at that. Um, but also noticeable in this episode, or some of these episodes in, in the new series, is one Molly Flanagan. Yes, my good friend and voice of Naruto uh, is appearing as a new character, which I can't say because they don't have her name on here and she's not credited on here as well and now that you think about it let's go into uh her let's go into her page because i don't even think she's even mentioning it. she's taking a role of the agent of one of the new characters in the movie now for those who've never watched tiger and bunny what's so dope about this 
uh, series is that it is based around basically the situation is it's a show about characters who are playing in a who are basically characters I should say who are in a reality show and there it's it's in a world of superheroes that like have corporate sponsors and they're starring in this reality like they and not only just corporate sponsors like legit corporate sponsors you'll see pepsi you'll see coca-cola you'll see bandai you'll see namco all posted on their armor and and stuff like that like um blue rose is sponsored by pepsi <laughs> which is crazy and up you'll see the pepsi logo and everything in there and this is just the awesome part about this series so they're le legit sponsored by actual you know um characters in the in the show and they have to you know they you know you got wild tiger who basically is a vet like before you know he's an old school dude basically before the reality shows and all this stuff kicked in but now he's trying to he's having to compete with this new generation of people so he you know the organization that he works for decides that they want to do something different and they team him up with this rookie hero named barnaby brooks in which you know wild tiger calls him buddy just to you know antagonize him and poke fun of him so it becomes a like a buddy cop film at best and all through the series you got these two who are trying to gel with each other you got the vet trying to gel with the rookie and trying to you know prove that he could do it on his own but his ratings is not as high as what they want them to be so teaming up with this new breed of hero and barnaby helps create their ratings and it helps barnaby become a little bit more seasoned by being with a vet like you know wild tiger so it becomes a more buddy cop type of situation but as things go into more fruition they become better partners so much so that they you know become very popular as a duo and they're like at the time the best duo in the in the entire um you know show which then starts to get other companies to think like okay maybe we should now start to have um you know come you know team up have team ups of partners as well as as the result of the success of uh barnaby in, in wild tiger and the second season pretty much the second season pretty much now capitalizes on the idea of all these other you know heroes from the first season now becoming partners with each other and they, they're finding it that it's easier said than done like what barnaby and wild tiger is doing is way they they make it look easy now but it they don't realize how much work that they had to put into it to make it happen so now every team now is gelling with this whole thing and they because of barnaby and wild tiger's success they have reformatted the entire reality show to be a team competition so this is where the show is going to now meanwhile there are these two you know really insane sociopathic serial killers that are going out to rather kill heroes along the way or severely injure them and now it's up to everybody to try to stop these you know kids and they're like two teenage kids that are like really chaotic looking and psychotic looking and they're going around town killing everybody in the midst of also all of the teams trying to stop other crimes in the um in the city as well so that's where the premise of everything going in so again the performances are great i've really enjoyed the show so far it's um 
right now they have roughly about two or three ep um they got two seasons going in so it's like they got 13 episodes out right now and with two more with another season probably coming later this year because that's how netflix normally does things and uh so we should be expecting a lot more right now but the first 13 episodes are really good it's a little bit slow but if you follow the first season it shouldn't feel that slow to you because you know what's going on and why things are happening the way that they are and um i mean i've i've really enjoyed it and i was really surprised to hear molly play a side character you know she plays the agent of one of the newer characters because the newer characters are kind of doing exactly the same thing that barnaby and and uh wild tiger was doing in a sense but they have all the potential in the world to really you know be a prominent team with each other with these two new kids um but it, it's uh really interesting that one of them is just going through some situations of their own but molly is the actual agent of this person the character that she plays is the agent for this you know the agent or guardian or you know a uh, handler to this person and when i heard the voice i was like uh-uh no way because here's the thing when i watched it the first time i watched it twice the first time i watched it it was like last week during fan expo so i'm like absolutely tired as hell so i'm drifting off a bit watching this but i'm figuring like i'll watch it again just to really get clarity or everything but i immediately got a second wind and energy the minute i heard molly's voice and i was like wait a minute that's not who i think it is and take note this was when i watched this it was on molly and her partner lisa's and uh 25th anniversary and i saw this and i was like oh my god and i had to rewind it so many times like no that i'm pretty sure it's her i don't want to text her and like say it's her when it's not her so i had to wait to the very end to make sure it was her and looked at the credits and everything and in fact it is molly playing this role I had no idea she was playing this role she never really advertised it or whatever like that so i took a, a, a snapped a picture of the character and texted her and said like well much to my surprise <laughs> like i recognize his voice and also said happy anniversary to her to which she you know laughingly thanked and uh gave me a heart for that but i i thought it was really hilarious uh that was in here but she i, I like the fact that she went on to you know you know it's her voice but i could see her toning her naruto voice down to portray a more older and mature character you know and you can hear her you know changing up on her voice and everything so i thought that was really cool that she was able to do a different voice and a different type of character that has to portray and have a different type of mannerism within her so i thought that was pretty cool i mean you do kind of hear some of the molly-esque features with her but i for the most part when she's you know you know calmed and, and 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 uh you know toned down it does sound like a different portrayal and i really dug that so um it's really good and, and i thought it was like we was this like a one-time thing no she does reappear in like another episode or so so i do think because of the nature of the story the, the storyline of this other character who of course i can't really say because imdb does not put anything down for this for these roles here that um it's just really weird i don't understand why they're holding back on the the cast list here like they got only the only people that they got cast is the return is the japanese uh actors portraying the roles of you know barnaby and um 
and Wild uh, Tiger, which are the same two um, actors who portrayed him in the original. So they are reprising um, re roles that they're playing here. But I don't I can't give you the names of all the characters right now because they don't show them on here. And not, there's no information. It's just really weird that they didn't put this on here in the uh, in the site at all, which is normally what they do. So, but nonetheless, if you're a Tiger and Bunny fan and you've been waiting for them or hoping that they would come out and do more films, this is it. They have it. Oh, and by the way, no, you know what? Never mind. I can tell you right now. I just went out to the website of um, the official Tiger and Bunny website here. So I believe the two new characters here are Mr. Black and he is Thomas. Like he like the, um, the character Thomas is the character that is getting his own um, his own like kind of storyline here. And that's the character that Molly is actually um, working with right now her character and then the enemies the, the two the two psycho the sociopathic uh characters that comes up at the end of every episode as in they're like they're they're really building up the suspense of these two about to wreak havoc in the city uh it's named fugan and mugen they're twins and they're really kind of zephyroth looking if you <laughs> if you get that idea um but yeah, man, it, it's really it's really awesome series so far. I like where the direction that they're going, and um, so the, the the characters of Mister Black and uh, Thomas is called uh, Subaru and Thomas. Like, and those two are the they're, they're the new kind of the the really kind of new focus of this series because they're kind of the next generation Barnaby and, and Wild Tiger in a sense. So it's going to be interesting to see where they're where where they're going to lead to going into the second half of this season right now so really enjoying this episode beautiful stunning artwork uh here and again it's rare to see an anime or any animation be legit sponsored by actual companies like again i can't stress this out enough um just the idea that these guys are heavily sponsored by companies and stuff like that. It's just astounding. I, I just find it really awesome. So go out of your way. It's on Netflix right now. Not only is this out on Netflix, but Netflix is also acquiring uh, One Piece. They're acquiring new, like the movies to Tiger and Bunny. Um, there are new One Piece movies out as well. Netflix is starting to build up on their own to solidify themselves even more into the anime world. Look, people, I said it before and I'll say it again when I at the beginning talking about how valuable the anime industry has become and how big and mainstream this fan base and this genre has become. It has become billion dollar worthy. When you're making that much money, you damn sure hope to make some profit of it with the work that you put into. So again, if you do like any of the actors, the American actors or the Japanese actors in this, in these, in these, any of these series and Japanese actors are no different from American actors. Although I will say that Japanese actors have been long popularized for their roles in anime way before the actors. And I think that's what helped. I, honestly, I think that's what really helped. American voice actors become more famous because I think when people 
like myself, when I used to watch tape trading, um, you know, footage of rather anime episodes, but also the popularity of the actors in there, they were treated like you saw them run the red carpet as if they were going to the Oscars. They were treated in the same fashion that like live action A-list actors were in Japan. And I think when you saw, I think when people saw that in Japan, you know, uh, people from America like myself saw that in Japan, you start to get a different perspective of how you should see actors who portrayed the same actors here. We didn't give them that much respect up until this point. So again, if you like the actors of this series or any series, please support them immensely, especially during this transition of power and this new acquisition, because this, this industry is making billions of dollars right now from our money. And we're enjoying the quality of, you know, performances from these people. Let's keep supporting them from there. So, uh, right now, first, this first half of the season is a go for me. I love it. It's awesome. Uh, definitely giving this a grade a so far, but it's not ending soon. So hopefully right now it's an a status. I will reserve my this grade until we see the second half of the season because those two characters that are um, being portrayed right now look like they're going to be a force to be reckoned with so i am looking forward to seeing um what's going to happen from there so folks that will do it for this edition of talk time live i hope you guys enjoyed this episode i hope you enjoy every episode on here and if you do go out of your way to check it out on talktimelive.com this episode, every episode in audio is available there as well as other places. Uh, our exclusive interviews with some of the finest in all things anime, comics, movies, and games is available on our exclusive video page. At the top of this page right now, if you are a Kevin Smith fan or a Clerks fan, I had the pleasure of interviewing Clerks 3 star Brian O'Halloran, aka Dante Hicks, uh, as we talk about that the impact of that movie and much much more awesome experience that i had and talk about coming full circle go out of your way check that out on it's on uh youtube right now but you could find it easily on my uh website on talktimelive.com you can also check out uh check out actor rebecca kennedy a good friend of mine uh we got a chance to talk about what she's going on as well we got um for video game fans we got so much more we got the uh, way forward uh, guys in there talking about river city girls my man megaran who you hear all the time here matt papa formerly of nt creates talking about um a lot of the stuff that he was going and doing kyle abert uh the voice of fat gum gohan you name it he's done it ryu ryu from street fighter as well just so many great people that i had the pleasure of talking to as well um kevin conroy the press interviewed or the uh junket interview whatever you want to call it is on air as well just listen to that again uh a little bit of that this morning it's just oh my god it's amazing these experiences i've been um honored to be a part of and um you guys can check it all out there if you are a subscriber of any of your favorite podcast platforms, we are virtually everywhere at this point, but you can check us out on Spotify, iHeartRadio, Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Stitcher, Podbean, TuneIn, Audible, Pocket Cast, Pandora, and of course, shout out to all you guys in Tumblr over there as well. So thank you guys again. And this week on Select Start, I will be talking about Ghost, Wire, Tokyo, finally get to talk about that as well. 
and uh, a lot of other stuff coming out this week. So we'll be talking about that and much, much more. And then next Sunday, uh, of course, I mentioned it earlier. Ultra, Shin Ultraman is back season two on Netflix as well. I've been dying to uh, actually uh, watch this and get a chance to see this finally here. So I'm going to be watching that this week and we'll be talking about that next week. I, I Trust me, I've never been an Ultraman fan like that until this series came out. So stay tuned for that and much, much more. So folks, that'll do it for me on behalf of myself. Oh, wait a minute. Ow. I gotta say this. Actually, there won't be an uh, uh, episode of uh, the Prime Show next week because I will be away next week. Oh, forgive me. But the next episode that will be airing, I will be covering uh, Ultraman as well. The reason being is because I am going to be heading to New York with my wife. She's participating in a marathon in Brooklyn. Yes, I know Brooklyn. We all know about the news of that situation. And thank goodness that whole situation has been resolved. And we hope that everything will go smoothly this week coming with the marathon going on here. You never know with these things, but my wife is going to be participating in the marathon. So we're heading to New York next week, which means I will not be doing the prime show. I will be doing the Ghostwire Tokyo on Thursday. So definitely stay tuned for that. We'll get that all taken care of and done. And then, uh, yeah, we're just going to be pausing for a week for, you know, cause I gotta, I gotta support the family. You know what I'm saying? So stay tuned for that. But nonetheless, we'll have more shows for you. <laughs> you got plenty of shows to listen to and watch along the way. So folks that will do it for me on behalf of my, let me just start that over again. That will do it for me. This on behalf of myself, this is Dex Xavier Josiah saying, learn to let go, live life, love all things, anime, comics, movies, and games. So this is ACMG Presents Talk Time Live. I am out of here. Take care. Enjoy the Batman on HBO Max, people. Music for this episode is provided by Game Chops. Check out these great chiptune tracks and more at music.gamechops.com.